Hey guys, and welcome to the One Stop Hip Hop Shop. I'm Rob. Just say your name. I'm Hector. <laughs> what the heck is that a meme that I'm not aware of? Nah, it's my name. What do you mean is it a meme? <laughs> Quite obviously my name. Hector. Um, you are watching part two of episode 10, which is all about the music. You'll be hearing our album reviews. Uh, I did another Discog dive. Did you actually do a rap region this week? No. No, I did. I, did, I, did. <laughs> oh, I have a segment too. Okay. That I, I, don't, I haven't told you about. Well, I've got a few segments in my mind, but this one's at the forefront today. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, do you need to say anything else? Uh, no, not really. All let's, right. let's jump in. Let's jump in. Uh, what do you want to hear first? Mm, let's do, let's change it up a bit. You have right. Discog Dive, and then I'll do my rap region. Oh, I like that. And we'll do maybe the uh, reviews at the end. Yeah, all right. All right. Get this bitch up. So I did um, my discog dive on Shakewell. Shakewell. Which, I don't think I remember. Well, you remember. I don't think we discussed. No, I know Shakewell. Yeah, you would know him from Leg Lock. Yep. Um, <laughs> we never really went into discussion about him at all. No, and we never. I don't think we ever. I ever found out what album you were doing. I don't think you told me you were doing Shakewell. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, so he's a fat fuck for number one I was not expecting that he looks like a of sounds you mean Mm. from what I've heard anyway I haven't heard too much I'm not much of a (laughs) a big uh, Shakewell fan myself so uh, oh the album that uh, Leglock was on as well I included that in my starter pack sometime last year Mm -hmm. so in total he's got two albums and not one mixtape okay his first ever album Keystone Prince uh, it was released mid-2017. It's only eight tracks long, and it starts out with Way Back, which is his first. It's the first song of his that I ever heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, produced by Mikey the Magician, MTM, Mikey. Hit Him With The Heat. Um, it's only got one verse. That's pretty much like his signature style, chorus verse chorus. He very rarely strays from that. Yep. Um, it's pretty good, the, the verse. His content throughout the, his entire discography is pretty much drugs like hard trap like you could tell he legitimately sells drugs a lot <laughs> and is high all the time yep uh guns he's got pretty much all of them shake well yep what a what a crazy follow <laughs> i saw hang on as a that's side about note, it i think as a side note today when i was driving over to the studio right here <laughs> um there was a guy that in front of me his he had one of, you know, the like the stickers on the back. It said, yeah. Diesel Soot gets the mutt. <laughs> and then underneath that, it said, no airbags. And I just thought he's a hardened man, that man. No airbags. <laughs> <laughs> what a hardened criminal in that car. <laughs> Try and think for me. Right. A sticker that's on that goes on a rear windshield. Right. That isn't cringy. Can't. There it doesn't is none. exist. There is none. I saw one today. It was on a Hilux. Right. And it said, Her Lux. Her Lux. That's hard. Like that's, that is hard. That would make sense if the original original name was like His Lux. Mm. But it's not. But that's not it. No. I can, I can confirm. <laughs> not a His Lux. All right. Let's crack on. Side, side, we've got a bit sidetracked. <laughs> so yeah, his entire discography is pretty much just 
drugs and guns. Um, but it's like, it's better than other sort of, I don't know, songs of that content, I guess. Right. Like it's, he's Goes actually a good. Bit deeper. Yeah, yeah. It's all sort of like, yeah, I'll kill you if you try to stop me. But like... Wait, what are we doing again? Shake well. On the Discog Oh, the diet. Discog diet. Oh, I thought this was an album review. I'm so... <laughs> I'm lost right now. I'm out of it. My bad. I thought... Because I was like, wait. I thought I said not to do the album reviews, but... <laughs> oh, okay. Well, who are you doing for your album review? Um, oh, no, I didn't tell you. Uh, Cousin Stiz. Oh, there we go. That's yeah. why I was confused. What a, like The Last Thrill or some shit like that. What a turn of events. All right, carry on. <laughs> I was... Oh, that's on the video. Look at the look at my yeah, reaction. Because you said um, you said you didn't tell me what album you were yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. I thought you just got your words mixed up no, or something. No, no, no. Okay, I'm I'm with you yeah, now. With me now? Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, that, that's pretty much his content. Like, I'll kill you if you try to stop me. Drugs and guns. But so he basically takes what the Migos does, strips back like jewelry and stuff, sure. and then kind of takes a step forward there. Like he uses uh, multi-syllable rhyming a lot and comes up with like really really good flows this one is from uh, verse one of way back kill slang for them benjis and prophets i got banana clips and choppers split you put you in coffins sipping banana split bitch that be the tech with the tussin holding grip in your life cut no need for the fighting and fussing matter of fact way past that because now you're six feet deep but all six is rolling stopping hocking for licks so i creep and it's very like sort of like flow heavy, I guess. He he's very good at um like effortlessly changing from flow to flow. Siri just popped up. What did I say? Um, Serious. Oh, maybe. No, I said, I said he's very good at effortlessly. Maybe. I don't know. Effort Siri. <laughs> but um, yeah, he he is very good at yeah effortlessly going from flow to flow, you know, like it's nothing to him. Um, the chorus is pretty catchy as well. I noticed that he um, plays off of the beat a lot, so that does help it, like, sort of help the melody solidify in your head. Yep. Because you're hearing it on the beat and in and his flow. <laughs> um, well, uh, the chorus of this song, though, is a lot of fun to sing to. Um, I'm going to try and remember the flow. So he goes, all right, we gon' keep on spending money, cause it keep on coming in. Mama told me about my spending, I don't see no end of this. I'ma keep on buying dope, gold pen and gold rope. I keep on popping sticks, hope I can remember this. And we go way back, way back. That's just an absolute banger. Uh, the album then moves on to Tip, which I'm not a huge fan of. He just uses like popular flows like, she gon' suck my dick. Kick her out the VIP, cardio my neck, 40 on my hip, that's on my hip. So it's very sort of cookie cutter. Um, and it's just not as, as fun to rap along to. Like, I can go anywhere for that. Uh, Head Straight is a bloody banger, though. I want to play the end of the verse and the start of the chorus. Um, what else have I written? Straight up. Wait, what song is it? Head Straight, that's right. Uh, this is the end of the verse. 
That's very fun to sing along to. I totally missed that whip. <laughs> so that was like from the end of verse one, and then we heard a little bit of the, the chorus as well. Uh, Qualitech is produced by MTM again, and I think MTM actually sits in with Shakewell while making this. Um, I know he does that with uh, Poya, and Shakewell's in the same sort of area and scene as Poya. Um, it is kind of hard to explain, but you can tell when an artist has worked alongside the producer yeah. rather than just buying the beat. Like they just sort of sit together much, no- much nicer. Mm. Like um, I, know, I guess you can hear it in like the inflections of his voice. Like if a if a rapper sort of ends a um like ends a line like this, like much more aggressively. Yeah. You know the beat will reflect some of that. Yeah. It, yeah, it is kind of hard to explain, but you can tell. Um, next track is called Voodoo or Voodoo Walk sorry and I didn't really like it at first he had a standard flow for the first four lines of the chorus and I wasn't really feeling it but then he switched it up and it did sound really good Uh, but then in the verse he kept like the same flow throughout so it got pretty old Um, yeah when he doesn't sort of switch between flow and flow it's like there's not really anything there like that's what I'm sort of listening to him for yeah uh, Hold Me Down I wasn't a big fan of either it had a little bit more substance than the last tracks uh, he mentions his friends passing away uh, his partner not really being there for him uh, relapsing as well and it was all done into like a, a soft auto-tuned kind of voice which did fit the beat and the content <coughs> but it didn't really fit him um, Savannah Smiles isn't amazing it's it's almost there you know it's it's good but like he needs to go a little bit further. Um, he doesn't quite have the flow on lock just yet, but uh, he did say that he moves more cookies than a Girl Scout. So props to Shake for that one. He's not wrong. That's a that's a cold line. Uh, the closer of the album is Psychic, Cookie. and it was pretty much the same as the last track. It was good, but yeah, he just needed to tweak it a little bit for it to be great. So my picks for this one is Way Back, Head Straight, and Qualitech. Right. His next project is Big Juice the Sip. Uh, this is the album I did my starter pack on, and this is the one that holds Leg Lock. Released one year later in 2018, it starts out on Leg Lock, which we all know is a banger. Like, the beat's got that little whistle noise. Up. Like, I'm sure you'll recognize it immediately, but it's such, like, an iconic beat, and it's not even, like, it's not even that well known. Like, who else goes on beats that sound like this? Like, it, it's... I don't know, MTM is actually a very talented producer. <laughs> and then just as the drums hit, he comes in with the clearest we've heard his voice yet. He tends to sort of multiply his voice on track, so you're hearing, like, multiple of him at once. Yeah. And that can kind of, like, cloud up the vocals. But, yeah, this it's just him. Do you want another one? No. All right. I'll do not now. And he just comes in like, Red Dot, I'ma keep on stomping till his neck pop. Feds watch, I can't be caught slipping so the feds hot. Red Drop, I quick popping steps and sipping Red Drop. AR pistol, I love how a whole Glock clips. Ass shot, let that body birch twig weak. 
birch twig. <laughs> Twerk, bitch, we can't lock lips. First things first, I'm a trapper. Rapper come second. Bitch, you better go and get yours first. I'm busting any second. Leg lock. I'ma throw a little shorty in a leg lock. Headshot. Ain't got cash to throw on deck. I'm throwing headshots. Bread rocks. Millie's in the dirt. I think I'm El Chapo. Keep a Glock 4010. Millie, big hoe. Free my Uncle Cardo. Gave him six in Mexico. That's good. <laughs> oh, I love that song. It's so so fun to sing along to. And I don't know how he does it in like one breath. Oh, he's got like a lot of room down there, I suppose. In his belly. I think that's how it works. <laughs> Air is stored in the balls. Not wrong. But no, that was str- a struggle to get through. So shout out Shake for doing that. It, he sounds clean. Um, there's a comment on Genius that I think perfectly sums up how that song makes you feel. For those two minutes, my dick swings that much lower. <laughs> Hard song, it is. Uh, and the next two tracks are 38 Special and Pack. They're both bangers, but not quite as good as Leglock. I think his flows are a little bit more awkward, but they do make you feel a very similar sort of way. Uh, I think Pack is the better out of the two. But then on two cups, he completely switches up his style. Uh, he goes for a very soft auto-tune vibe. And when I first heard it, I was a little bit worried because when he did it in the previous album, it, it wasn't great. Uh, but at this point, he had signed to a new label, so maybe someone up there gave him some guidance or something. But this was really good. Um, it's not the kind of track that I would go to Shakeworld to listen to, though. Uh, if I wanted to listen to that kind of style, I'd just go somewhere else. But he does do a good job of it. Uh, so Bridie is up next. And I know before listening to this that I like it. Mainly because I used to listen to it a lot. <laughs> uh, he talks about the how fentanyl has killed a few of his friends, so he decided to completely kick any type of drug. And he goes on to... Uh, describe how sobriety has affected his life. Uh, this is also the first song that we've seen from Shake to hold two verses. Uh, in verse two, he talks about how his girlfriend hates him because he's always wearing designer gear. If I had to guess, I'd say that he's just not buying it for her, so wow. she's jealous. I don't know. He doesn't really explain why she's that just makes. A hater. <laughs> she's just a hater. Um, and. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a bit of a weird thing to write about in the second verse, especially considering it's like his first ever second verse. Uh, relapse is about taking drugs again. So I don't know if he actually did relapse and if that was like telling a story or if he ever even got sober or anything, but I do hope that he can sober up and stay sober. Uh, 10 Hobie, 10 Hobies, 10 Homies and Cookies are very similar. Uh, 10 Homies features a Poya, but they're just both about trapping hard. My picks for this one are Leglock and Pack. Released mid-2019, Roommates, a collaborative EP with Fat Nick. Uh, Solely produced by Flexitelli. Flexitelli. Uh, It's only five tracks long. The first one is called Free All The Ops because they need some competition. Shout out the Ops. Uh, It's, yeah, like I said, all produced by Flexitelli and he needs to calm down on the first track. He just about broke my bloody headphones with the with the bass. Uh, the tracks aren't the same, but they don't really differ too much from one another, if that makes sense. Like, the content's all the same, 
but the flows of beats are different, so they don't sound the same. Uh, but then that means I don't really have too much to talk on uh, to differentiate them all. But the two that stood out for me was the beat on Free All The Ops and the flow on Boof Pack. I'll play a little bit of uh, Boof Pack, but that one is really good. That's it. What do I have to go up to? 34 seconds. This is a fun flow. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, actually it does. It is a very reminiscent of Snoop Doggy Dog. The dog. <laughs> um... Yeah, so my picks from that one are Free All The Ops and Boof Pack. So to uh, to conclude, yeah. way back, Head Straight, Qualitech, Leg Lock, Pack, Free All The Ops, and Boof Pack. So shout out, Jake. Well, you're, you're doing good things. There you go. All right, well, great dive on that man's discography. Thanks, mate. Um, so <laughs> I have a question first. This yep. is going to be my little segment sort of thing. I'm going to just bring a little question to the table each week. Maybe okay. debate it, maybe just talk about it. But one thing I've been noticing a lot in, in rap is is the use of Virgil Abloh. Yep, and Off-White. Off-White. Why do you think Off-White is so popular? It's not very expensive in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, Cause like Gucci get, is more expensive. Yeah, you can get like designer shoes that I've never even heard of for like 10000 and you can get off white for like what? Somewhere like four hundred, like even yeah. resale. Somewhere like even that low. So, what do you think? Do you think it's like a they're meeting in the middle? Like fans can buy it and they can buy it. Oh, maybe actually. Do you think maybe that's why? Or what do you? What are your thoughts on that? It might be like easy to wear as well. Yeah. Because um, when you said there are some designer uh, brands that you've never heard of that can go. Um, yeah, like ten thousand. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first brand that came into my mind, I don't know how to pronounce the last part of it, but it's Giuseppe and then like Z something. That right. One um, and Giuseppe. Yep, that one. Um, yeah, they're very... I, I kind of see them as being hard to wear. Um, right. I know Louboutins, like the ones with the, the spikes on them. Yeah. They'd sort of... Yeah, be a bit harder to wear. Uh, Rick Owens, they are very difficult to wear. Whereas mm. Off-White's... You know, you just put on anything else with literally any other color, and it's quite. Like I think it is in the, like I think it is in the middle where like fans. Yeah, yeah, it's affordable, but it's still a flex. And I think that, like, um, like the hype isn't like the hype is at a good point where it's not like something that there's only like ten of or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't hear anyone ever like saying like, yeah, I got the. Jordan 4 M&M's you know what I mean yeah. like they always got like the the off-wide but yeah I feel like it used to be do off sell out? Mm. I think they do but not like in two seconds yeah bots kind of thing yeah Um. but so yeah maybe like affordability accessibility, accessibility yeah and then just yeah like easy to wear because yeah like I feel a combination like of all of them you always see the guys that go into like Flight Center or not Flight Center what's it called Flight <laughs> Flight Club Flight Club <laughs> shout out Flight Center <laughs> that's what it should have been called realistically but uh like they always I don't think they can legally call it that they don't um 
They don't really like get off white, do they? You rarely ever see them. Yeah. Rarely ever see them. So I well, actually, know. the only times I've ever actually seen like off white shoes in a store is Sneaker Boy, and that's in Pack Fair. Yeah. And then when we were in the off white store in Melbourne. Yeah. They're the only times I've and ever seen. And they didn't have collabs in there. They were just the yeah, off white shoes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they're talking about them. What do you reckon they're talking about? The collab mm-hmm. with Nike or off white by themselves? When it's like probably rappers the collab. talk about it's yeah, probably, probably the collab, yeah. Realistically. Yeah, like the, the ten that ended yeah. up being like the forty. Yeah. But yeah, I thought I would um oh, that's yeah, that's actually because that is I would say up there with like or even more so than Gucci. Yeah. Like yeah. obviously when you think of Gucci there's like Gucci gang and like a lot of like Gucci Mane, you know, there's yeah. a lot of they've got like higher highs, but off white is just like a constant. Yeah. Yeah, especially I guess Virgil as well. He's very um He's in the scene. In, yeah, yeah, he is very into the scene. He um And same with the Yeezys, I suppose. With... A lot of people talk about yeah. Yeezys in their song and that's not very expensive. They're in quite of a middling it, it, price it might, point. Might be that then, that the, the founder is a part of the culture. Because Gucci isn't, and I think they try to dissociate themselves with rappers as much as they can. Yeah. Because they're meant to be like sort of high fashion. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is, like involvement in the culture and sort of. I think the old, yeah, the old flex was just Nike just by itself. Yeah. Back in the day, you say, I got some Nike Mm. trainers. Oh, just Jordan trainers. (laughs) Trainers, yeah, that's what they used to call them. Well, think about it as well. Off White has um, that shirt where it's like spray paint, so that's a nod to graffiti. Yeah. They've got, um, oh, what else was, oh, they've got that like handbag where it says cash inside. Yeah, I so think they're, like they're definitely in, um, they're working with the culture, not against yeah. it, which I think is a big part too. So shout out Off-White, but yeah. it's the long awaited, finally, <laughs> <Rap> region. <laughs> finally upon us, the rap region. Let me get my notes up. Here we go. So I actually didn't even do a rap region. Re- re- I did. But I did a sort of a genre. I did G Funk, okay. which okay, is, okay. It, it is sort of West Coast. Um, so is that what you meant last week when you said "well, sort of"? When I asked if you'd done a rap video, no. what do you mean? I just realistically didn't do anything. <laughs> no, I actually did, but um, it was. I was actually going to talk about what I might do next time. Was like the influence of, um, say, Kanye West and sort of everyone oh, yeah. that he's sort of because like, like then you can talk about like Travis mentored, Scott, Kid Cudi, yeah. and stuff like that. Or the Weekend as well. Yep. So this week I'm going to talk about the little subgenre, um, G funk stands for gangster funk. It does. Gangster funkadelic. <laughs> I don't know if that's a part of it, but it is localized to the West Coast. Um, more specifically, uh, Los Angeles is sort of where it originated, but the Bay Area, some people say, um, sort of started it. Um, guys yeah. like Too Short and E40 were making G funk tight beats um, all the way back in the mid 80s and Dr. Dre wasn't even big until the late 80s early 90s so yeah, we actually don't know but Dr. Dre is sort of the general consensus of um, who was the most influential and the first ever G-Funk artist or was he? <laughs> there was three men it was just V-Source <laughs> three men Lay Law that's a dope name KMG that's and also dope. this guy's name, Cold187 Um, or Cold187UM. I'm not sure what that guy's <laughs> name is. Random. I think Cold187 would have been cool enough. Yeah. Um, they say they created uh, G-Funk. Um, 
Okay. And that Dr. Dre actually stole it from them. <laughs> um, and they even... Uh, and they said that Dr. Dre did, didn't give them any credit on, oh, okay. their, on, their al- on his album, The Chronic, which was his big uh, album. And even Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, they said that they... Um, helped one of the best that. album names of all time <laughs> but wait they helped produce it no they say they did oh okay Dr. Dre's the only producer on there so I don't know so are they uncredited though I don't know not well what, what, I don't what think did, we'll ever know what does Snoop Dogg say <laughs> I don't think I he's think, spoken on it he needs to yeah. <laughs> he's the only one <laughs> um, and what makes it even more confusing is that Snoop Dogg released that album under the same label that those three guys released albums under. Oh. So like, did he help or what? <laughs> it's, just, it's an investigation. Let <laughs> it blow this case wide open. So it is a big mess, but there's no uh, doubting that uh, all four of them, Cold, 187UM, KMG, Lay, uh, Law Lay, no, Lay Law, <laughs> that's such a confusing name, um, and Dr. Dre, all very influential and very... Yeah. Um, very pivotal in the success. And then there was one guy that I also found, Daz Dillinger. Okay. Um, apparently he gets lost um, in the G-Funk mess oh, okay. because he has more credits on Snoop Dogg's and Tupac's early work than um, Dr. Dre or anyone. Okay. So like, he's like the most, like in yeah. the early stages, he was the, the biggest producer. and Like the creator of the sound. No one knows, no one knows who he is. <laughs> um, but in today's generation, we have a lot... Um, of West Coast guys coming through, Schoolboy Q, uh, Kendrick, Nip- Nipsey Hussle, uh, YG, a lot of these guys have definitely carried on and, and a lot of them have actually worked with Dr. Dre and um, helped sort of carry it on and I think it's they've done a really good um, really good job of that. And some even say that Eminem, early Eminem was uh, G-Funk. Yeah? Which I don't really... No, I don't see that at all. Well, Dr. Dre produced it so maybe they... So maybe they just sort of threw it in there as like a little token. But yeah, I'm really impressed with the G-Funk. Uh, some of the greatest artists ever started out. Dr. Yeah. Dre, Tupac, Snoop Dogg. Um, yeah. Lay Law. Yeah, Lay Law. Or Law Lay, which is it? Lay Law. Lay Law, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, hopefully I typed it right. <laughs> it's literally one letter difference. Like the Y and the W switched around. But uh, yeah, so anytime... Um, someone comes through with that sort of sound it's really refreshing and yeah because it's not very saturated at the moment we're very trapped um, orient, orientated orient, oriented I think both of those are right yeah I don't know English is weird we're very trap oriented so when guys like Schoolboy Q or YG come out with a because I think the sound is very summery yeah it is it's very upbeat well it's funk sort of funk confused <laughs> yeah. so yeah that's all I really had on it but can't wait to hear some more old school music um, in today's era and hopefully Dr. Drake can uh, maybe help collaborate on some too mm. one of the greatest producers of all time alright well oh, that was nice yeah see. that was a nice take on the on the rap region not go. quite a region but region in um, like a, a time yeah time frame of, yeah, yeah. alright so what do you have on our two songs this week what were they again I got no idea I got it up what do we got we got Fuck, have I written shit? Run DMC? Uh, there was... No, we did Run DMC like last week or something. Children's Story by Slick Rick. Oh, Slick Rick. He's a good fella, he is. Yeah. This one, was, it, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I do... I am a fan of um old Slicky Ricky. Yeah. 
I think for its time, the storytelling would have been really good. Yeah. But like for now, it's kind of like, I like, like his it's, it's good. I like his eye patch. Yeah, I haven't seen his eye patch. <laughs> does he need to, or is it just no, like? I think he wears it for show. <laughs> <laughs> but he could. I don't want to um, put it out there. Maybe he only has one eye. Maybe, but That's I don't funny. think. I don't think so. But yeah, I really did like this um, song. Like you said, very good storytelling. Probably one yeah. of the better ones that we've had that is like strictly storytelling because this yeah, is all yeah. sort of he's sort of telling a story of like be careful um, yeah. one day like uh, be careful while you're out there um, yeah basically like, how it goes is that there's two kids yeah one is pretty much the bad kid yeah robbing and, then, and, and doing naughty stuff yeah yeah not like getting on Steel's good list <laughs> <laughs> yeah like stealing from from the elderly and whatnot and then there's the another kid that starts hanging out with him yeah. and his behaviors start turning sour as well and it ends up with like a full police chase and he's like spoiler alert robert's about to spoil <laughs> the song go i won't say the end but he's like holding like a, a random lady a hostage saying I'll, I'll blow her head off and yeah, yeah sort of realizes there's no good way that that can come and keeps running and yeah yeah i won't spoil the end Moral i don't think it's that big of a twist no but, i don't think so either but but if you're into that, I won't say it. Don't, uh, don't be don't bad. Be bad. Yeah. Don't don't rob people, <laughs> um, and, and be careful of what you, of who rather, who you hang out with. Yeah, it's definitely um, Slick Rick here. He's got his um, dad hat on, I think. He does. His, uh, well, come to think of it, how easy do we as humans pick up other people's mannerisms? Yeah, like even just the vocabulary. I can be hanging out with someone that, who just says like "dude" a lot, and then I'll start saying it. Yeah, and that's just speech. Imagine if I see them acting a certain way. Like I can yeah. definitely see how, you know, I would then start wanting to act that way or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, well, I I listened to Children's Story first, mm-hmm. and listening to it, I already knew that Straight Outta Compton was going to be the better one of the two. Yeah, I think Straight Outta Compton is by far and away my favorite that we've had so far. Yeah, Pot- uh, potentially not the best. I still think the message still holds number one spot. Um, and even paid in full I completely forgot about that paid in full number one spot <laughs> and then the message and then probably uh, straight out of Compton but yeah. straight out of Compton my favourite of the bunch I would probably go wait how does that make sense straight out of Compton was like the third on your list my favourite but not the best oh okay. yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean. yeah yeah I reckon my like my personal I don't know. It'll probably be straight out of Compton, the message, and then paid in full. Yep. And I think the best it would be the message, paid in full, and then straight out of Compton. We have very similar lists. Yeah. Um, yeah, really great song. Obviously, has a lot of power. If anyone's watched the movie, none of these other songs have had movies. Um, sort of around them yeah this is literally the name of the movie and about the group NWA what an iconic yeah uh, group and what a um, legendary run they had it was only for like one year or something two years before they even but the impact that they made yeah Yeah. it was insane absolutely iconic group and everyone knows straight out of Compton crazy named Ice Cube yeah from a gang called Attitude Everyone knows. It's absolutely. No, does he say motherfucker? Yeah, crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. Yeah, so you didn't have to. Yeah, I just blanked it out for the kids. 
Um, well, one thing I actually noticed about it is like with all the, the other songs, as we're transitioning from like dance to like gangster rap, the content is changing faster than the flows. Yeah. So the flows are staying still quite like outdated, and the content is the the sort of element that's yep. striving forward. Whereas yep. in this, I think it was switched around a little bit. Yep. I think the the content it was still like a big sort of step forward, but the flows were very modern. They took a massive leap. Like if I think the, the strongest sort of holding back showing or the strongest thing holding this back showing its age was the vocabulary and slang used. Yeah. I think if you just updated that like a little bit and use the exact same flows and everything it would like be reasonable to hear it release like yeah. now yeah i and think yeah the, the flows were the biggest sort of evolution of this song to me anyway yeah and i said last week that ice cube is in my top five rappers of all time and this yep. opening verse from ice cube if you haven't heard it a lot of you probably have but if you haven't heard this go out and listen to it yeah. And like even the intro by Dr. Dre where it's like you're about to witness yeah. the strength of street knowledge and then Ice Cube comes in and my favourite line one of the hardest lines of all time he comes in he's like when I'm called off I got the sword off yeah. squeeze the trigger and bodies get hauled off yeah. that's hard that's dope and yeah. his voice like the inflection he uses he, you know he's not fucking around this, like he'll this, do it this was the he'll straight up do it that like when I was first listening to rap obviously not in 1988 when this came out or 80, was it 87 or 88 I know it was on the album 80, in 88, but are we up to 87? So Maybe this came out a year 88, early. 88. Yeah. Um, but like, Ice Cube is top five um, rapper for me. And like this song, if you haven't heard it and you don't have him in your top five, I think if you listen to this and you haven't heard it before, like this can instantly put him in your top five for me. Yeah. Um, obviously I have, like, I don't hold judgment if you don't have him in your top five and you have heard this, but like, if you'd like trying to sort of weigh up, is this guy better or this guy better? And you hear this, then it's clear. Like, and like sometimes I just restart the whole song just to hear it again. Like, <laughs> honestly, I don't remember MC Ren's or Easy E's verse on this song. Like, I do. Like, if I'm listening yeah. to it, but like when I but think if of I this song now, yeah, I don't think I'd be able to. Yeah, if I'm thinking of this song, I just think of uh, Ice Cube coming in hard as hell. And I, I do really, really like the intro from um, Dre as well. Like, because they didn't like being called gangster rap. Yeah. Like, he's, he said in an interview... I can't remember uh, who, who who was interviewing him. But um, he said that we never called it that. That's just what it was labelled as. Yeah. Like, that's not what this is. This is just our life. This is how we live. This is, you know, the life of a gangster. Yeah. So he says this is street knowledge, not yeah. gangster rap. Like, yeah, he's, he's trying to sort of stay away from that. I really like that. And on uh, Genius, it says... It is generally considered by most rap artists one of the greatest records of all time, and I'd have to agree with that. Yeah, but I think we've been spoiled the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, they've been really iconic, good. So, um, fair warning to anyone out there, though: if you listen to this song, no matter what platform you're on, don't read the comments. They're just so cringy. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, they're just like, I'm only 14, but this is such a good song. <laughs> oh, I was born in the wrong generation. I wish I grew up with this. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And if you're commenting that, stop it. All right. Let me hear your review, you big man. All right. So I did uh, Cousin Stiz yeah. on trying to find my next thrill. I'm going to say I don't know why it's called that. Cousin he Stiz? doesn't mention it, that at all. Okay. Um, I, mean, I may be doing a bit of... shit going crazy. 
<laughs> as a hard line. I may be uh, foreshadowing it a little bit, but I don't see how this could be an album. That's more of a playlist. Okay. It's got no like cohesion. It doesn't. None of the songs have anything to do with each other. Okay. So the opening track, Meds, has a very fairly boring flow on the chorus, and he repeated that flow all throughout the first verse. So it wasn't the best start to the album I've heard. But on verse two, he did switch it up, and it, it sounded normal. Uh, the production is fucking good, though. Um, the sub bass is so distorted, and it just sounds mean. I will play a little bit of it, but shout out Lil Rich. I've never heard of him before, but he is solid. Uh, meds by Cousin Stiz. It sounds so, like, dark. I don't really know how he gives it such a dark vibe. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't know what tools you can use to, like, make that. And that ba Oh, that's... It's reminiscent of The Hills. Sort of, yeah. Like, it's very... I don't think it's as powerful. Yeah, but it's, it's very cinematic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know when, um... But, like, th this is the first song. We're 35 seconds in. I don't mind the flow, but it's like that way for about like a minute and 20 seconds. Right. So it's quite... What are you looking at? Oh, that. Just that. Perfect, which is the next track, features Young Miami. It's also produced by Lil Rich, and it's a very dark-sounding beat. Uh, it's only the second track, but so far, Stiz is not doing the beats justice at all. Uh, he literally says at one point, all up in her mouth like a dentist. That's hard. That's... I know. Miami was okay. She was better than Stiz. Um, the chorus of the track basically said, Ride with me, bitch, you perfect. Slide with me, bitch, you perfect. And kept rhyming like ride. Yep. Um, at the end of Miami's verse, she had uh, a line that I really liked. Uh, City girls, we up. Perfect. Oh, no, sorry. City girls up, we perfect. Cheat on your bitch, I'm worth it. That's pretty cold. Yep. Uh, Anonymous features Smino, produced by Kenny Beats. I'm expecting something very good here. Uh, Stiz was on the chorus, and it was actually really good. Uh, when it be coming to bucks, I need the checks, all of them. I can't remember the flow of this at all. It's been like half a week since I listened to it, but... Uh, when it be coming to bucks, I need the checks, all of them. When it be coming to sluts, they give me neck, all of them. Still never giving a fuck. We're going to ball. We're going to pull up, ball on them. Daydreaming in the cart, about feeling my bros, all of them. Uh, his verse was actually good too. He was a little bit auto-tuned, and he really explored his melodies a lot more. Uh, he seemed a lot less to like dabble with changing the pitch of his voice as the flow played out. Smino, of course, killed it though. Ah uh ah. -uh which is hard to say, like it's just two R's, that's the title ah. of the track. Like, I don't know if it's easy to say with an American accent, but R-R oh, wow. is, uh -huh. I don't know. At first I thought maybe it stands for Rolls Royce, but he doesn't mention that at all. I don't know why it's called that. Um, it's got a pretty bad chorus. Um, who gone ride, I'm a roll. 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 Ron ride, ro roll. I don't know why it's called that. just repeats eight times 
Um, it only had one verse and it had a very... I think of Mr. Word here. I said it only had one verse and it had a very flow. Very nice. I can't remember if it's good or bad. Um, all right, let's give it a listen. What's the song called? Anonymous. Let's give it a go. I honestly cannot remember it. Oh, there you go. So that's how that flow goes. Yeah. Uh, and he repeats the chorus twice every single time too. It's quite um repetitive. Yeah. This one's pretty cool. Oh wait, I was talking about Smino. Oh no, wait, I'm. <laughs> We're reviewing RR, which is this one. My B. This is quite bad. Oh, this is the boring chorus. Yeah, I, I don't like that at all. Um... But I did like the content a lot more in this one. He describes how he lost a friend of his, uh, how another one got locked up. Uh, he's not going into great detail, but then he sort of says that you just have to deal with it. Uh, life is a test that sucks, and sometimes you'll put in, put in the right answer, and it'll still mark you wrong. You just have to suck it up and move on. So, yeah, I, I do like the, the message on that one. Um, and this track is the first one in the album that has a message, so I'm hoping we'll get to see more of it. Yeah. STP, straight to the paper. I didn't really like this one. The straight beat the wasn't paper. that great. And uh, Stiz kept this really annoying flow all throughout the song. It wasn't a great flow to start with. Um, but hearing a whole song with just one flow is irritating, no matter what the flow is. If it's just one flow, that's quite a... Uh, you know. Boring. Yeah. So-so uh, features Sean Wire, who I haven't heard of before. He's got two verses, and they're okay. Very reminiscent of uh, Rich the Kid, actually. Uh, but the chorus that he does is really good. It's got such a good melody. Uh, Stiz was actually really good as well. I was expecting a lot more like Stiz's verse here when I decided to listen to this album. Right. He had multi-syllable rhymes all throughout his verse. Uh, it was a pretty long verse as well. Um, it was him looking back at when he used to have holes in his sneakers and he was working all the time. And he realizes that he still has to keep that pace up if he wants to stay where he is. I'll read a little bit of read a little bit of it out. Inside my pocket, keep more of it. Chances was more than slim. All we know is the boy is, is go and get. Never let go when you're holding it. Tension was more than thick. How come you want me to starve when you know I'll go to war for it and drop it all on a hit? So, yeah, the rhymes just like weaving in and out of each other there. That was very, very nice. Off with your head is up next another track produced by Lil Rich so of course it's got a very dark vibe to it mm -hmm. Stiz was really good on the verses I legitimately enjoyed both of them but the chorus was such a miss uh, it starts out good like the first sort of half of the line is good every time I pop out leave it dead you ain't stick to the script now it's off your head now it's off your head and it's so like 
It just takes you out of the song, I guess. I don't know. It's very hard to sing along to. Toast to That features Freddie Gibbs and Lil Rich on production. Uh, this song really helped me pinpoint why I haven't been enjoying this album so far. With him right next to Freddie, it was very obvious. He does not change his energy throughout the song. Keep that same energy. The first few lines of Freddie's verse follows the same flow as the chorus. Uh, Gangsters never die, so let's toast to that. Fuck your bitch, I take her on trips, but ain't no post in that. And then there's like a riser and the 808 hit hard. And then he switches it up and goes, I mix it up with the B-Tweezy. Vitamins are good for my gigs. They blow Trader Joe with that organic dope and a hundred pack stuffed in the freezer. And he's like, not only rapping fast, but like giving it a lot more enthusiasm. But Stiz, on the other hand, starts his verse out with, uh, Shorty talk crazy. We all in black. We all black masks. All my neighbors strap. And then there's just a riser. Anyways, hit hard and he's still there. We've been getting money from the jump. I came through, felony inside my trunk. And it honestly, it makes it hard to enjoy just hearing the same level of energy. Like when you hear the drums, you want, you want more hype and he's just not giving it to you. Um, uh, one thing he tends to do as well is emphasize the last word of every rhyme, of every line. Like he's trying to help us out with finding which word rhymes. It gets really annoying. Uh, Jump Out the Phone features Brady Watt and Levin Kelly. I don't know if I've pronounced that right, but uh, Levin has the chorus. He's got a very good voice. He's a, a singer, not a rapper, and he sounds very similar to The Weeknd. Um, not not quite as high as old, as old uh, Abel. Uh, but Stiz is falling. His rhymes in his verse here remind me of Chance on his last album. So stay by the phone and never leave me alone trying to find a way when I'm away from home you mad when I'm gone that little mouth gone get that ass in trouble but I still love you that's why I hug you hug like that's so weak um he also has I'll put you in some gold cause you my nugget <laughs> um oh, I like chicken nuggets <laughs> Right, if who's, you don't like chicken nuggets, you're just weird. Who's doing the 24 for 10 at the moment? Both. They're, they're sort of, both of them are at the I'm moment. sure, yeah. Well, definitely McDonald's. Oh, mate, I'm so getting that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw something. I'm tempted to, like, skip dinner tonight. just eat nuggets. <laughs> um, Two-Face is... Hello, Face, baby. Uh, it's just him. Uh, the chorus on this is easily his best yet, though. It's got a very good flow. When the drums, with drums drop as the ba- as the verse comes in, he falls back a little bit. Like so, when I say drops, I mean like, you know, they stop. They don't like drop like that. You know, like you don't hear any drums, and he sort of falls back. And then the drums come in halfway through the verse, and he picks up the pace again. Right. So this one is actually pretty good. Um, I also really like the line. Uh, trying to come out the mud, you kind of get used to the rain. I like that a lot. Um, what You Bout is another solo track just by him. Uh, it only has one verse, which was pretty good. Nothing really to comment on, but there wasn't anything weak. Uh, the pre-chorus was fucking banging, though. I will tell you that. Yeah. One of the only bits of the album that I actually sing along with. Uh, way back when, sold the grams at the house. Bro trapped out, got the pound by the couch. Keep an eye peeled for the feds unannounced. Homicide, drugs, money, sex, what you were about. 
Uh, but the chorus is pretty bad. It was just the last line. Uh, homicide, drugs, money, sex, which you were about, repeated like, yeah. over and over again. Like He could have just cut that out and made the pre-chorus the chorus and then it would have been actually good. Um, Beeman is a great track though. It's got a very soft electronic beat and it's the first... The, the, sorry, the first verse is the most intelligent thing I've heard him say. Blessed up like I've got the deacon round me. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, blessed up like I've got the deacon round me. Your soul for the money, that's an evil bounty. Came a long way for the Suffolk County days. Mud on the plate, I just had to eat around it. Know how I be, just got a sea to find me. I've been missing homes, got to keep the climate. I ain't going back swiping and keep it declining. Make a plus out of mine, it's got to be somebody. Like, that's the woke shit. Uh, Traumatized is the second last track, and holy shit, this is actually good. It's about someone that you thought was your friend, and then they fucked you over. He never went into detail about what his friend did, but he did go into detail about how it made him feel. Uh, This track had trumpets, violins, slow guitars, even a bloody choir, like of people singing. And the chorus goes, um, Apologize, but that's not the issue. Cross me twice, now I can't forgive you. I'm traumatized all the shit I've been through. Traumatized everything I've been through. And it's a legitimately good track. Like, I enjoy this a lot. Uh, and then the message is the closer. And I think it's about getting a message from someone beyond. I can't really tell. The choruses, sometimes you feel the word, sometimes you feel the words and can't figure where they're from messages from us sent to you with love so i think that's what it's about i don't really know some sort of some sort of seance <laughs> some sort of waggy board <laughs> um so overall it was a quite bad album right uh he had a very good three wrong son three wrongs three, three wrong songs <laughs> three song run at the end which he is very lucky for because that leaves a good taste in your mouth like right now, with the, the rating I'm about to give, it seems harsh because I've just ended it on such a positive note. But it is a very bad album. I did not enjoy the majority of it. Uh, go listen to uh, Traumatized, though. That's legitimately banging. But I'm rating it a 3.8 out of 10. 3.8? <laughs> Where'd you get the point eight from? That's oh, not quite a 4. Not I feel like 3.5 is a bit too harsh. <laughs> 3.8. There you go. <laughs> My, I don't think I've ever done a review... I've only done a few with halves, but never any outrageous number like that. <laughs> I would say it's outrageous. <laughs> it's just a number. It's the same as all the rest. That's outrageous. <laughs> all right. Well, I did so much fun by oh, yeah. Thugger. Yep. Young Thug. Now, so Young Thug has continued his streak of being a critical darling, getting... Massive praise from people like Pitchfork, Anthony Fantano, other um, hip-hop sources as well have given this album very high ratings. You know what I actually like about Young Thug a lot? What? He just does not care. Yeah. Like, he could drop off tomorrow. He doesn't care. He's still going to be doing the same shit because it's what he likes. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, shout out Young Thug. Even though he constantly gets praise from everyone inside music and guys like Gunner and Lil Baby and... Um, Wheezy, the producer, they all owe their careers to um, Thug. He doesn't really get much praise outside of that, but I think that uh, this album um, has finally sort of is slowly pushing him 
um, further and further, closer to the mainstream, closer to the mainstream. And he's never compromised his music and never compromised mm. his um, vision for that. Um, and I really like this. Uh, but this album definitely does appeal to a much larger audience um, than albums like Jeffrey, uh, Carnage, Beautiful Thugger Girls, Barter Six. Um, those are very targeted towards um, what I've dubbed, maybe someone else has, Slime Trap. I like what I'm going to call this sort of genre. Um, but this has got a lot of versatility in it. The features on here, I'm going to talk about them later, but definitely are, are sort of slowly pushing him. Obviously, Travis Scott, J. Cole, yeah. um, Gunner, and Lil Baby on here, and 21 Savage um, are definitely going to help, um, and Future as well, but they've uh, worked together for a long time, uh, are definitely pushing it uh, through to the mainstream. But he keeps the core the same what fans love what critics love and now what I think a lot of other fans are going to um, come in and enjoy so I actually wasn't I was expecting a lot from this album because I always expect a lot from Young Thug I reviewed his album um, last year when it came out um, and on the last show and I said on the last show that he he's very talented and one of my favourite artists but he still cannot crack that mainstream and I don't know why um, I think it's just a combination of him not caring. Um, he never does yeah. any... He barely releases singles. He barely promotes it and he just sort of puts it out there and the fans listen. But... I also think it's the lyrics. Yeah, but... Like I, he's got some... Like, some, I look like your dad on a Friday. Yeah, but... I like mean, he's got not, some weird lyrics. It's not really about the lyrics, though. It's more about the... I suppose so, but... The flow and, and the wordplay, but... He also said, my bitch got an Adam's apple. Yeah. I mean, not, not all songs go to go to the billboards. Um, I wasn't actually I actually wasn't impressed by the by the opening run of this first five or so songs. Um, I was, however, impressed by "Ecstasy," the song, which is second or third um, on the album. But they ruined it. They butchered it. What's that mean? How have they massacred my boy or something like that? You know that yeah. um, they put MGK on it. After, oh, after it was released so they released it with just Thug oh, no. and then like two days later MGK was on it all of a sudden <laughs> um, I don't know why I really liked Ecstasy before His- <laughs> MGK on it isn't even all that bad but Thug is so good so high energy that it's really hard to match yeah um, and, and I said he's kind of like um, the Justin Bieber of rap but like early Justin Bieber yeah like he's like the bowl cut Justin Bieber of rap that's how I describe MGK. There you go. If you want to describe MGK to your friends. <laughs> That's the way to do it. So yeah, I was actually a big fan of this song, but I don't hate it now. It's not um, It's not terrible, but it's definitely not my favorite on the, on the album anymore. Um, when, do, when it gets... Well, first of all, where is MGK placed in the I think he's song? at the end. I don't know. Okay. I've only listened to it like twice or something. But if it gets to that point, you would just hit skip then, wouldn't you? Yeah, people have said that... Um, people, Literally, people that I've seen on forums and stuff said they've literally deleted the song from the album. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> that's harsh. I think that's more to the, to the credit of Young Thug and not MGK being bad. Like I said, I think Thug was so high energy and so good that um, MGK really brought it down. And I think that a lot of these tracks... Um, suffer from that I don't think 21 Savage is as good um, I don't think Future I hate that song with Future Sup mate that's such a bad song I don't like it at all I think Future's so low energy 
I know that he's off the codeine, but I feel like he was on it for that song. Like, it was so drowsy. Whereabouts does he come up in the song? Um, I think he's in the middle or something. I'm not exactly sure, but... So this is Young Thug then. Yeah, that's Thugger. Yeah, that sounds good. That just sounds like classic Thugger. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Really? Yeah. Wait, that sounds like Nav, like back, like in the back room. Yeah, I like the beat on this song, but um, yeah. I can barely hear him. Yeah, not the biggest fan of that one, and I think it was a bit low energy, and yeah, compared to the rest of this album, definitely one that stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah, I really um, like the uh, album cover too. Yeah, it's like a lot of people like making his face. I think. Yeah. Like from from high. How level. the fuck did they do that? And like, the white t-shirts are like, yeah. his, his diamonds. That's lit. It is cool. Um, but yeah, I think that the, the first five tracks were pretty mid for me. I wasn't all that impressed. And Gunner's first song was on this first five as well. He has two. Lil Baby has one. The rest of the features only have one. Um, Gunner's song is called Hot. And when I first heard it, I was actually like pretty hyped because it was like so different to the first four because I wasn't um, overly impressed with the first four. And then Gunner's part petered out, like put Gunner's part on. Uh, What's like, the track? Uh, hot it's like the first he comes in straight away and it's really good and then it just sort of peters off um and then I just didn't really like it after that after hearing the rest of the album oh I like that oh that's very uh rocky sort of inspired yeah it sounds like a young oh it sounds like a gunner song I've already heard before it sounds like the one with Drake when yeah. the hurricane starts <laughs> Oh, I like that, but... That's nice. That's got a good flow. Yeah. In the scheme of the whole song and the second song that he's on, Surf, um, I'm not as impressed with that, but that did perk my ears up because, like yeah. I said, I wasn't impressed with the first four. Um, but, yeah. This is a fucking big album, too. Yeah, 19 tracks. Um, like just over an hour long. Yeah. Um, uh, the London is good, though. Yeah, time. the London. Yeah, I like Wait, that. Wait, they song. actually have a song called Mannequin Challenge. Yeah. Who's that with? That's with... Juice World. Yeah, that's it. And Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then after that, it really picks up. And there's um, Thug shows some really great versatility in the middle. The next four songs are really impressive. Um, Surf, Bad, 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 um, Lil Baby, and then there's the one with Lil Uzi Vert. Um, that four, four um, song track is really good and is like really the meat of the album. It's not right in the middle. I think it's that's sort of on the lower, like, that's about, it's just before halfway, but that really sets up the album, and I wish the album started there, and maybe Ecstasy, um, without MGK, if it started, like, <laughs> Ecstasy, then these four, it would have been such a great start to the album, but, um, really great run, and Lil Baby, best on the album, um, feature, not the song, there's a song called Lil Baby, which does not feature Lil Baby, <laughs> and there is a feature by Lil Baby, not on Lil Baby, obviously. He's on the song Bad, Bad, Bad. But maybe it's called Lil Baby, not after Lil Baby, but saying you are a little baby. Yeah, he is. He's talking about a woman. Oh, there you go. Um, Wait, is it like negatively? No. Like, oh. this is Lil Baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought, like, if I were to call you a little baby, like <laughs> no, that sort no, of, no. yeah. Um, so, Surf with Gunner was really nice. Good to hear them on a track that matches them. I don't think the hot really was suited to both of them. Wheezy did a really good. Um, production on for Thug but 
even though Gunner had a really good um, opening sort of um, pre-chorus there, yeah, um, I don't think I really liked the rest of it. But and this song Surf has a um, music video, and Gunner has lost a lot of weight. Gunner is looking okay. down. Um, but yeah, this song is really cool. Surf, obviously. Riding. Ski Mask has lost a lot of weight too. There you go. Yeah. So Surf, he's riding waves and... and, and, and uh, losing weight. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Thug was really good on this track again. Um, What's the Move with Lil Uzi Vert was really encouraging. I don't think Uzi's made a bad song in what, the last two years, 18 months, something like that. Yeah. He's been on fire lately. And I'm not really sure how long Eternal will take is, but I think this and the singles that have come out, Sanguine Paradise, and he had a few others, um, I think it's going to be a really great album, if it ever does come out. Yeah. Um, how much of a meme would it be if, like, he just said, yeah, no, it doesn't exist, never yeah. recorded a thing yeah. for it? Um, then the two songs that I really want to highlight as my two favorite songs, The London, which obviously has J. Cole, and Travis Scott, which obviously helped that song really elevate to new levels. And, and I really like the flex that um, J. Cole puts on there. He says, fuck your Instagram. I'll put something in your sonogram. Oh. He says, sonogram's like pregnancy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he doesn't, he'll, he'll just make you pregnant. That's the ultimate flex. He can just make someone pregnant. <laughs> he can create life. That's a flex. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, I think those did really well in sort of um, pushing him into the mainstream a little bit more because yeah. this song this album I'm going to talk about it later but is projected to sell the most that Young Thug's ever sold um, in his career oh really um, yeah uh, and the song Bad 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 by Lil Baby and Thug is insane Young Thug's core, it, I just love this song I'm going to play it right now yeah okay I'm um, not a fan of Lil Baby no Lil Baby is ridiculously good on this and Young Thug is is bad. this is probably the best Lil Baby verse I've ever heard Realistically, I don't know how to how else to put it, but um, bitch, I'm a baby. Wah wah wah. <laughs> Shit going crazy. <laughs> um, this song is extremely hard, and just Young Thug off the off is, is off insane. the off. Yeah. What does that mean? Off the off. Like straight up, off the <laughs> offset. <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. Oh wow. Well, wow, okay. No, so that's Thugger. Yeah, no, that's... That's insane. Yeah. And then... There's a baby about to come Oh. He just keeps going. Okay. I don't know. Lil Baby impressed me on that one. Blew me away. That song's insane. Th- that's the best I've heard him, but I'm still not a fan. When, when he, maybe I'm just a hater. Maybe. Maybe I'm, I'm an old head. <laughs> maybe. When he just... Thug just comes in. Rose got seats on the fucking helicopter. Yeah. That's hard. It's a good flow. That's I, hard I think it's right just there. his voice that I don't like. Yeah. It's too high-pitched. Thugger is insane. I like... Um, if I was to go off Sounds Alone, ASAP Ferg would probably have one of the best. You reckon? It's like the... Oh! Oh, that's Rick Ross. <laughs> it's like the deep kind of like. Yeah. What does Verk have? Really oh, he's got like a 
a dog bark and like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's dope. So I like that. There you go. <laughs> All right. So if I was to make a starter pack on this album, it would be the London, Bad, Bad, Bad and Lil Baby. Um, insane three songs. The London's right at the end, but Bad, Bad, Bad and Lil Baby are right next to each other. Really sets the rest of the album up. 21 Savage on goal straight up um, is in is in there. Not Not as good as what I was expecting, but maybe he's sort of watered down next to Thug. Yeah. Um, Lil Keed, Lil Duke, Juice World. There's a lot of features on here. None come close to him. Um, production on this album was insane. Um, Wheezy on another level again. And I just think that as time goes on, these two are just going to grow so much. And obviously the love that Young Thug has for Wheezy and the love Wheezy has for Young Thug is, is immense and obviously shows um, in their music. And Thug even had a song, had two songs on his last album, Tsunami and Three-Headed Snake, where they basically talked about them being the best. Uh, Three-Headed Snake referring to Gunna, Wheezy, and Young Thug, um, and Tsunami referring to, um, what's his name, Wheezy, and the other producer, I forget his name. Um, I don't know. Um... But yeah, it, it's it's really good, and I'm glad to see that these guys are finally getting recognised. Um, I think that Young Thug is like one of these like sort of grandfather figures um, in mm. in trap, uh, sort of that mumble rap. He sort of was the originator um, of that, and sort of this auto tune rap. But I think a lot of guys like the Migos, Future, Two Chains really get the notoriety and sort of the the fame of it. But yeah. I think Young Thug's fallen into the background, but. This is projected to sell 125,000 first week, which is like almost 50,000 more than his next yeah. best. So he's going to almost double basically. Um, it, the projection is actually 125 to 150. So if it's on okay. the higher end, yeah. um, it could it's be really triple. great for him. Yeah. So um, one, one thing that I've seen a lot of people sort of, um, people that don't like Young Thug um, is saying that his lyrics aren't, that inspired and not that deep but what I have to say about that is that's not what it's about you don't really you don't always have to listen to music for a message yeah um, it is obviously good um, if it has it but like very few songs can have the catchiness of Young Thug and the lyricism of uh, J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar or something like that so my favourite tracks are Lil Baby The London I'm Scared which is the one with 21 Savage and Bad 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 and my least favorite track is sup mate i'm giving it <laughs> now i'm giving this a rather lower score than what i was originally i was originally going to give it a seven but it's lower than that only because i think this album is a very good playlist and you can pick out maybe six songs and have them and then ditch the rest yeah but the rest aren't so bad that it makes this like a two um i just think that some songs are a, are a nine and some songs are a five. So yeah. I'm going to give this album a six over six out of 10 overall. That's, I think that's a fair rating judging by what I've heard. There you go. <laughs> so go out and listen to that. Bad, Bad, Bad is an absolute banger. Uh, and that's actually in the Spotify playlist right now or it will be soon. I'm not sure if you have put it in yet. Uh, but I'll be doing that sometime. Have a look. <laughs> if it's there, listen to it. If not, you can Just listen to it. I <laughs> thought we'd make it nice for you, but obviously Robert's failed you again. So. <laughs> but by the time this is out, it's probably up there. 
I'll make sure of it. You make sure of it. <laughs> I'll disregard that last message. <laughs> but just search for it too if you want. I don't know. Nah, go into our playlist. <laughs> you get money every time you do. <laughs> All right, is that the show wrapped up? I think so, Wrap yeah. Wrap it up, Dan. All right. Well, thank you guys, as always, for listening. Uh, be sure to check out our socials. They'll be up there, but we've got Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, SoundCloud, and YouTube all at get cultured au we've got a sister youtube channel called cultured clips search that up you'll be sure to find that um one thing i do have to say too if you search cultured clips it's the first thing that comes up there you go which is like i don't know i've never had that with any of my content that's a cool feeling there you go i'm sure there's not many things called cultured clips but there you go. that's so a good feeling so yeah search uh cultured clips that's just sort of just the segments rather than the whole show so if you've got like a short attention span or slow internet that's perfect for you okay we're inclusive of everyone <laughs> uh as tyler mentioned we've got the spotify playlist it's up there we both just chuck a heap of shit into it uh our personal taste so be sure to check that out uh you can listen to our show on spotify and apple Podcasts. just search get cultured you will find them uh, I think that's about it for all the socials so be sure to check back in two days time for the uh, Fun Field Friday Hector out <laughs> <laughs> you're a fuckwit